So those eagle-eared of you will uh, recognise that that's the band June, uh, who we played not long ago on the podcast, actually. So uh, we played their early track from this album, Amiga Severa. So that was their song, S-I-X-I-V, from the new album that's coming out, Etamen Akena. And yeah, I mean, what can we say? I mean, uh, Amiga Severa was in our sort of records of releases of last year can't wait for this album that's coming out in march that was just brilliant wasn't it it's not long since we talked about them, and you know we've said it time and again that they're one of the most musically ambitious bands in the uk scene and they have been for quite a while now you know something came up on one of my whether it's facebook or on my phone or something one of the memories and we went to see them in at the Boudinelle with dragged in sunlight and nor their tongues and that was four years ago and they were well you know they put out a lot of releases then they're still going they're still amazing they still sound like a mastodon when they were still fun they, you know the, i was trying to kind of put my finger on who they sound like most and, and there was two bands and one is kind of early baroness you know the first and second eps and then the second one it took me a little while and it's modern baroness you know like the green and gold type they were the element all the best elements of, of kind of that band's progression but obviously, you know, in their own right and in their own sound, just really good. When this song comes back in, it's about four and a half minutes in. It just sounds completely massive. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, it takes all the elements that kind of made me take notice of kind of post-metal back in the day, but done like with a modern twist and a bit more interest than than a lot of bands are putting out at the moment. So yeah, June setting the gold standard here, I think. And um, it's great to see them on Metal Blade as well. So um, big label for, for them so coming out of Edinburgh. Certainly um, you don't get many UK metal bands making it to sort of at that level. It's kind of opens up a, a new sort of touring schedule for them when, when we're sort of able to open things up again. And um, yeah, there's just so much potential there and it, it just feels a very natural home for them, I think. Yeah, and, and well-deserved. Absolutely. Yeah, so we are on episode 112 of the Nine Hertz podcast, and uh, this week again, we've got nine amazing tracks for you to hear that we've kind of picked out this week. Um, and the next one we've picked, this is so good, you've highlighted a band called Astral Tomb, who were on uh, Blood Harvest Records. They've got a tape coming out called Degradation of Human Consciousness, and we're going to play a song called Transcendental Visions. This, to me, was just, like the title suggests, it's really psychedelic death metal, and it just kind of, it sounds so basic when you first hear it. It sounds so raw and, and strange, but it's got something about it, hasn't it, that just kind of resonates. Yeah. Yes, and I agree with you completely. They were on that four-way split. I think it was also on Blood Harvest with uh, Cryptic Shift, who were from Leeds, and there was other bands. Well, I think we played a band called, um, they called Revenant, four bands who kind of revel in the whole cosmic death metal you know, aesthetic and sound. So when I saw this come come out, as I was excited to hear it, and it wasn't completely what I expected. There isn't that whole, you know, that weird sci-fi death metal with the, whether it's a bit kind of technical or a bit cosmic or, or you know, psychedelic. It, it, you first hear you think this is really raw. This is like 15-year-olds at first practice, you know, in the parents' garage yeah. recording. <laughs> and I don't mean that detrimentally. No, it no. just sounds okay. so raw. It sounds so really, but you're right. It, I, I don't know whether it brings with it or whether it's like, it's just buried within it, it does bring this kind of strange unsettling feel to it it's death metal creaking as it's kind of like gaffer tape seams and all with this oddness going throughout it and for whatever reason it makes it sound absolutely wonderful take this death metal a thousand times before some overproduced you know technical death metal yeah you know with, with a sheen on it i'd, I'd listen to this so many times this is much more for me um, and I loved it for it. Yeah, it's it's got that kind of naivety to it, but it's also got a calculated way of 
sort of that creeping terror, hasn't it? Mm. It's just really interesting stuff. So I think we ought to just let people have a listen to this. It's um, it's certainly a good one for Halloween, maybe. It's, it's got that kind of really sort of a horror vibe about it. So I love this. Yeah, so this is uh, Astral Tomb, and I'm going to play the song Transcendental Visions.
So next up we've got an amazing split release from two bands that one we're very familiar with, we've played uh, many times before, that's Pina Capital, and uh, a new a new band for us at least, uh, Sleazebag. Now I, I listened to this thinking it was a full band, but apparently it's a, a one-man uh, project. Describes itself as grind, but I don't think it's got a lot of that going on. To me it's a, a lot more kind of noisy and it's got more of the sludge aesthetic to it to me. Well, I, I read something about that actually, which addressed that, which apparently uh, started off as a kind of one-man grindcore band. This is guy from uh, Dresden in Germany, but then got into doom and sludge and uh, you know veered off in that direction instead so you know wherever you've read that probably just needs a bit of an update and it, it mentioned actually kind of conan and goblin smoker so i don't know if that was in the bio or what but i mean for one that's you know that's the north of the uk kind of doing its bit which is great and you know something for us to be proud of um and two it's produced this you know lo-fi horribly sludgy doom grim vocals which is the world's a better place for so it sounds as one man, you know, sludge band should do. It's grim. It's kind of got this flattened feel to the kind of guitar sound. Absolutely lifeless, foreboding. There's a sense of pessimism, I suppose, is the best way. You know, the hor- horrible doom should. There's nothing good coming out of this. It just kind of emits this downtrodden feel. And I really liked it for it. Yeah, I mean, I, I can hear those influences all over this. I mean, it sounds like 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 it describes really it's it's like an evolved grindcore band that's turned into this like sludge beast really so really interesting release and obviously the pioneer capital side is is just brilliant as well they've they've always impressed us if you want to grab this you can get it at the sludgelord.bandcamp.com and we're going to play the song for
So we're going to talk reissues on this uh, on this next uh, segment. And uh, Pete, you found for the first time this band Slime Lord, who are coming out on Dry Cough Records. They had a record out a few years ago, and it's getting the vinyl treatment at the moment. Similarly, uh, we ought to also mention that uh, Nine Hertz favourites and Sheffield, amazing band Blind Monarch, are also having their debut album repressed and put out on record, which is great news because uh, I don't think that record got quite the reception it kind of deserved at the time and uh, yeah this is another chance for them to just show that album off because it's amazing but yeah we're going to talk about uh, Slime Lord uh, next who this album just rips really doesn't it it's just uh, four songs uh, kind yeah. of get straight to the point there's two bands there who probably you know in albums which deserve more attention the fact you know obviously we know Blind Monarch the, you know we're, we're friends with them we know them from uh, Sheffield um, and the fact, but Slime Lord, I wasn't aware of. I, I missed it when it came out, you know, put out by the band. I think it was released on tape by a different label as well. So it's not just about, you'll probably get the Blind Monarch vinyl and that's, you know, because so we've got it and, you know, because we like the band. But it's not just about that. It is giving it a wider audience for bands that deserve it and for releases that deserve it. And this was a kind of revelation for me. I'm, I'm so glad, you know, that I had the chance to pick up on something and not heard before. Band from Leeds, you know, we seem to have a Leeds band on every week at the moment. It's just top quality, like death doom, you know, like as that should sound, which is kind of murky and like it's dragged through a swamp. It just, it, it, it hit, ticked all the boxes for this, this music for me. It's just murky. It kind of buzzes really all the way through it. It's just got this kind of savage sound to it, I guess. I mean, I remember hearing the name and I remember listening to a few tracks when it was out uh, a few years ago. Yeah, to sort of see it get this release is, is just really good. And they've uh, aptly given it a uh, Swamp Green vinyl treatment as well. So it, it kind of looks the part as well. And the the, um, the artwork is absolutely stunning as well. So really great all-round package. And I'm so glad this is being brought out to um, so many more people. There's um, 300 copies actually going out. So um, if you want this, I'd, I'd be quick because apparently the um, the tapes change hands for quite a bit of money these days. So yeah, it's one of those kind of hidden gems that's been uh, sort of held up and gone, hey, look at this again. It's incredible. So we're going to play the uh, title track off the record, which is called The Delta Death Sirens. And you can get this at drycough.bandcamp.com.
over to France for this next band, Ferritarium. A bit of black metal for you. This kind of came out very recently and it's kind of impressed quite a lot of people quite quickly. So it's a side project of a guy called Rido, who is also in a band called Carne and a band called Malavalentia and Heimsgard. But yeah, I just thought this was a towering piece of exploratory black metal that just kind of blows a lot of modern black metal out of the water and I just thought it was just a really solid release. Only sort of four tracks but they're all kind of circa 10 minutes and yeah it just kind of really blew my head off really and I think a lot of people are in agreement so if you haven't heard this yet yeah, I think you're in for a bit of a treat. What do you make of this one Pete? Because it's not um, our usual kind of black metal play on the podcast we've usually got something blackened in there somewhere some blackened sludge yeah. or some blackened death metal or something but this is pretty pure black metal isn't it? It is, yeah, and I, and it's not really within my kind of remit of, you know, I don't listen to much black metal, but what I do would be kind of maybe weirder or slower and gnarlier, you know, than this, and therefore I don't have much of a frame of reference for it. And but I actually found it quite enjoyable. It, was, it, it kind of, despite its length, it kind of got gallops along at Fair Lake. It, within it, it creates an impressive atmosphere, and it took me a few kind of goes to pick up why, and it's through the it's through the guitar, the lay guitar. It's intricate at times, but yeah. it really takes command, and it makes it like, like I say, Chris, is this commanding atmosphere, which you've got to be impressed by. Yeah, I think, like you say, it's it's got very subtle layering of of sort of different effects, and I think that's the case with a lot of solo artists and solo black metal in particular. Um, I think he's got someone else to do um, drums and bass here, but I think that's kind of like if if one person's composed it, which this guy has. It, you almost overcompensate in parts and it kind of creates this um, busy sound, but I think he's got the balance just right here. The um, the, the towering nature of it and the, the sort of quite elegant sounding passages in it are, are what kind of got me. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, it's one of those ones with a repeated listen really sort of starts to really um, conjure up quite, a, quite an image here. So really, really impressed by this. So um, the record's called Calvaire and we're going to play the second track off this, which is La Poire de Clat.
So me and Pete have to sort of admit uh, before we play this band that we are huge fans of Bongzilla, who uh, set up a label quite a while ago, it seems, uh, called Gungeon Records. And they seem to have put up uh, kind of like their old, old discography on there. And it's kind of like a platform for possibly bands that involve members of Bongzilla and, and bands that they kind of dig and want to sort of get out there. So they've not released anything in, in a while, but it looks like they've just put out this uh, EP by a band called Dos Malas. And it features uh, Mikey from Bongzilla. And Pete, you found this. I, I had no idea it was uh, coming out or, you know, even in existence, this label. So, um, yeah, amazing stuff. And it's really, yeah. really good, isn't it? It's amazing. I mean, this song, is, I've played it so much since I heard it. And, yeah, I just picked up on um, on the label, probably through kind of Bongzilla, maybe through their Facebook or something. Um, and, like you say, they put out records. They put out records which have, have kind of backdated to whether that's kind of releases, like you say, maybe of friends who, you know, albums that deserve a, a second chance. And there's loads of good stuff coming out. And then there's this, which I'd not heard of the band. It's a two-piece, you know, one member of Bongzilla, another guy from bands called uh, Pyroclast and Panther. and it just sounds amazing. And I can't find, you know, I can find this band's Facebook, I can find their band camp. There's no updates on either of them. There's no kind of, it doesn't seem to be a press release on this EP, but it is dated for this, you know, from 2021. So I guess it's it's a new release. This song, you know, if, if, if you're anywhere into Bongzilla, if you're anywhere into, you know, Doom and Sludge, you, you'll love this song, I think. It, it, it just, it's impossible not to get warmed by the kind of, the heartening fuzz glow, you know, that just settles over the top of it. And it's got this kind of like posy vibe to it as well, you know, which maybe sets, sets it apart from like the, from kind of Bongzilla themselves, you know, particularly at the end. I, I just genuinely love this. Yeah, it's got, to me, um, it's, it's got the spirit of Bongzilla's like riff uh, kind of worship in there. Because, I mean, they, I, if you've never heard like the likes of Stash um, as a record, it's just packed with riffs. I think that's what they're all about, really. That That's what they were all about for years and years. So there is a little bit of the spirit of that in there, but I, I get a little bit of Torch as well, um, that kind of posy stuff coming through. It's a little bit like, not pop, but um, sort of near as damn it to... Yeah, uh, as Rock as, as opposed to Sludge, yeah. Absolutely. I think I agree with that, yeah. Yeah, and it just and it just works, and it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, I mean, check out this label, because um, if you're not familiar with Bongzilla's music already... Um, you should be because you know um, the, the the silliest name in the world, but one of the best um, stoner rock slash doom bands for the last few decades, really massively under under uh, underrated, really as well. So if you want to hear this uh, Dos Malas EP, uh, you can go to gungeonrecords.bandcamp.com, and we're going to play the song forever.
So next up we have some incredibly chilled out and blissed out vibes, I, I guess, from a band called Los Mundos, Pete. You found this band from Mexico. Uh, have we played them before, or is this their podcast debut? Uh, debut? I'm, I'm not sure I've heard them before, to be honest. I, I came across them in Bandcamp searches. I was, I was kind of expecting like a stoner, spacey, psych vibe. And it definitely is that. That's not, you know, I'm not pretending it's not, but it has something of, it's more than that. It has, you know, a bit like, say, Here Lies Manu we played last week. You know, not exactly that then, but there's a lot more. Yeah, it's got a vibe. You know, yeah, kind of a bit of world music, a bit of, you know, more instrumentation, different instruments in there and things like that, which a bit of kind of funk in there. I wasn't even sure I liked it in the first one through. And then I listened and I, like, you know, I found myself listening again and again, and it's just really good. There's Stoner Rock in there. This, you know, it's this free flowing, mind adjusted psych vibe, which kind of just it permeates every element of it. Added to those different styles, added to that kind of slightly otherworldliness to it, then it just feels a bit different. It's just so chilled and nice as well. And and to me, it's got um, so many psychedelic sounds in it. I mean, we're, we're going to play a song which is relatively sort of straightforward but like the rest of the record it kind of goes off in so many different directions and so many ideas it's, it's kind of like popping with ideas really um i found this a very um thrilling album to listen to it, it kind of moves in in ways you don't expect and like you said like you might have to give it a little bit of a go to kind of um to sort of crack that but so much there so much to listen to and so much to kind of absorb so yeah really really dig this great great record so um we're going to play a song called frutos rojos off it and it's off a record called la fortaleza del sonido and you can get this at losmundos.bandcamp.com <laughs>
So it's great to see the next band come back after a break of three years. Uh, Five the Hierophant, who are just an incredible band, kind of jazz uh, influences in there. There's dark post-metal in there. There's almost a, a classical influence, I'd say, but... They managed to rein it into something that's quite accessible while being quite mysterious at the same time. They've kind of described this new record as as being quite abstract, and I think I get that. There's there's lots of um, concepts to be found among the uh, among the saxophone lines and dark kind of uh, undertone of the whole thing. So the album's called Through Aureate Void. We're going to play a song called Fire from the Frozen Cloud, but. I mean, I remember seeing these um, quite early on at uh, Dreadfest a few years ago with you, Pete, and we were quite impressed then, weren't we? Yeah, there's something about it. They're a true enigma. You know, obviously, musically, they sound like barely anybody else. But they manage to still retain your You know, they don't kind of wander off into their own, you know, into their own corner, you know, doing this for themselves and, and you kind of leave them to it. They, they released a drone album, I think it was, a, a couple of years ago on Astral Noise. And even that kind of retained my interest, and I'm not kind of usually into that. They somehow bring this, these long passages of ambient, this drone doom with obvious, you know, the jazz is, the, the sax is obviously the headline input, but it just creates this, you know, this sound, which, you know, which is kind of almost psychedelic. It converges into something really psychedelic, formed from this potent magic dust, which I don't know how they, you know, where they get this from and how they how they've landed on something so different. I think they're due to tour, or they, I might, might be wrong with this, but I think they were due to tour with Imperial Triumphant, which would have been an amazing yes. fit. I mean, at times, it's, it makes them sound like they're playing it safe. You know, there's a there's another bit on this album. We've had the pre-release album, you know, which is we're very grateful to hear. And there's bits which sound like a Ramsey Pazuzu. You know, it's the true, they're up there with the real oddball originators in kind of metal. And that, you know, from, from an English band, you know, that's, uh, you know, from from our underground, you know, to see them at Dreadfest, that's that's amazing. Yeah, and they they did not fit fit the bill at Dreadfest either. It reminded me of when I've seen bands like uh, the Kilimanjaro Jazz Ensemble or you know similar bands at Supersonic just just put on in the middle of the day, and you're just like, wow, this is something completely different um, to kind of absorb. And they went down really well. I remember the room being quite full and it was just, yeah, just real sort of enigma of a band. Really cool stuff. Um, Reminds me a little bit of the band Mare. Um, So Mare uh, only put out a single EP in like the early 2000s, but it's it's considered by many to be one of the best releases uh, of that kind of, that era of of kind of like um, introspective post-metal music where everything kind of sounded the same and they came out and, and just put out this incredible record and it's got that kind of uniqueness to this um i don't think there's anyone that sounds like this really um if you were pushed to sort of put them in with like post metal bands or post rock bands like i'd say maybe god is an astronaut in terms of um the scope and the, the sort of ambition that they're going for but really what a what a unique band absolutely amazing stuff so yeah like we say we're going to play the song fire from frozen cloud and you can get this at 5 3rd hierophantbankcampcom
returning uh, to the label Cursed Monk, an amazing label who keep putting out really, really interesting music and stuff that I've never heard before. And this band uh, are another example of, um, of of sort of something I probably should have known about before. So Pete, you've picked a band called Nomadic Rituals. Yeah, th- this record has been kind of hovering in my eyeline for a few weeks now. I keep seeing it on uh, various blogs and various um, playlists and things but yeah I, I've really spent some time with it this week and I, I absolutely love it I mean I can't believe they've been going since 2012 and I've just not not clocked them at all but this record Tides is great isn't it yeah and I reviewed them four years ago for kind of their album marking the day I'm just you know I've been reading back on that review once I knew I was picking this track and this there's something about that they have this I kind of in my head I assume they're like this post-metal band you know that and I suppose they are you know to a lot a big extent but whether it's listed to this track and this new album and I'm kind of reading the remarks from last time which picked up on the same things which is this you know they've got this kind of real heavyweight and uh, suffocating doom to them as well and i'm talking bands like indian or lord mantis these really real kind of doom push to the extremes like last time i mentioned reviewers mentioning Armadon or primitive money they've got these big ideas which translates into the music but it's done still within this kind of horrible doom way which is perfect for me and and they, they really nail it they they sound amazing. This record sounds to me a little bit like a heavier version of um, the Scottish band Snowblood, which kind of goes with your Ramadan reference as well, because I think they're members of the same band. But yeah, it's got that kind of really massive sound to it, but with quite ambitious lyrics as well. I mean, this record seems to be about science fiction or, or space or, or something like that. They've got two songs about like the launch and the transmission. I presume it's a satellite or something. But yeah, it's got this kind of strange, earthy kind of tone to it, and it, it, they're telling stories. They're not just kind of the usual tropes of, of uh, doom lyrics and trying to be a bit more refined than that. And I think I really respect that. Really sort of well-rounded release, really, really towering album here. Yeah, they seem to have put a lot of time into the, the whole look of it, the whole aesthetic of it as well. So Curse Monk seemed to pick some absolutely golden bands to, to put out. So here's another one, basically. So yeah, if you're interested in this, it looks like the sort of special edition that they've done of the physical release, um, a CD and like a wax sealed limited edition package has uh, sold out. But you can still get the digital version uh, and I think there might be a cassette version coming out as well. Uh, yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. We're going to play the song Cassini Huggins Part 2, Last Transmission, and you can get this at cursedmonk.bandcamp.com. <laughs> 